Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, October 9th. Coming up, Missouri education officials want to help teachers give students the tools to show self-awareness and mutual respect, empathy, and compassion. So why are some critics saying social-emotional learning doesn't belong in the classroom? First, our weekly look at top state government and politics stories on both sides of the state line. A Kansas commission is recommending state lawmakers get a raise. As Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service reports, the proposal calls for increasing their salary to $43,000. The salary is based on the state's labor statistics for average annual wages. Legislative leaders would earn more, up to $68,000. The Kansas legislature created the commission to consider increasing their pay in 2025. An average lawmaker currently earns about $29,000 a year. Commissioner Tom Hawk, a former Democratic lawmaker, says he hopes the proposed plan leads to more Kansans seeking office. We have something that actually helps the people in Kansas and encourages people to engage in their government. The commission will hold a public hearing and consider final approval. The legislature would then need to approve the pay raise during the next legislative session. Kansas energy regulators will hold a hearing today on whether to allow Evergy to hike electricity rates for former Westar customers. Celia Yopis Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. Evergy wanted Kansas regulators to allow nearly $220 million in increased annual revenue. Staff at the Kansas Corporation Commission said the hike should be a fraction of that. Now a compromise will get a hearing. A typical monthly bill would go up nearly $5 for former Westar households, not half as much as Evergy had wanted. For former Kansas City Power and Light households, bills would drop, typically by $6. Commissioners will likely seal or reject the deal around the end of the year. A federal appeals court has ruled that the Missouri Department of Corrections must change its parole policies. KCUR's Peggy Lowe reports that this upholds an earlier decision that found problems in how the state deals with the release of prison inmates. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals mostly sided with federal judge Stephen Boo. His 2019 decision ordered the Corrections Department to fix a system critics call a procedural vortex people can't escape. The class action case affects thousands of current and former parolees who are often sent back to prison for what they said were petty technical violations like missing an appointment. An attorney for the parolees called the decision a big win, but said it couldn't help the tens of thousands whose parole has been revoked since the lawsuit was filed in 2017. We've got more Kansas City Today coming up. Stay with us. Social emotional learning. It's a concept that teaches students self-awareness, respect, and empathy. And education experts say statewide standards for SEL can go a long way to protect the mental health and morale of both students and their classroom teachers. In Missouri, state education officials have been advancing an effort already on the books in 27 other states to formally introduce social-emotional learning standards into K-12 schools. But some critics, including some elected officials like Republican U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, argue that schools need to focus on standard curriculum, such as math and science. Hawley has publicly worried SEL could be an avenue for, quote, indoctrination. So what is social-emotional learning? 
On KCUR's Up to Date, host Steve Kraske spoke with Chrissy Bayshore, coordinator of school counseling and student wellness at the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, or DESE. And he spoke first with Jen Foster, who is co-chair of the Social-Emotional Learning Standards Work Group, appointed by DESE. Here's part of their conversation. You know, Jen, there are thousands of job vacancies in Missouri schools, and one of the reasons teachers aren't staying is, number one, pay, but also high in the list of reasons is student behavior. Do I have that right? Yes, absolutely. Tell me about that. Um, so s- teachers are finding um, student behaviors to escalate. They're constantly escalating, um, getting to the point where they're out of control um, and teachers are finding it really difficult to um, teach the curriculum that they're being instructed to teach simply because they can't get past the student misbehavior and discipline issues in the classroom, Hmm. um, making their their job increasingly challenging, uh, which then leads to greater levels of stress and burnout in teachers. You know, in fact, Jim, we know that through a survey that teachers are saying that behavior has actually gotten worse since students return to schools after pandemic closures. Any indication why students are acting out more these days? I think there's lots of different things. Um, You know, we had some time where students were isolated and did not get the skills that they needed to um, learn how to work with others, um, to how to treat others with respect. There's a heavy reliance on social media, which tends to promote um, misbehavior because students can act anonymously uh, with no repercussions for their behaviors and actions. And um, that has carried over into the classroom and in-person settings. And Jen, so the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education with the state of Missouri has developed these social emotional learning standards that help address classroom behaviors. Explain, you know, what exactly these standards are. Um, So these standards are a set of skills, behaviors, and attitudes that we are hoping to um, have our students exhibit by the time they finish um, the K-12 setting. And really, they're divided into three main categories, um, me, we, and others. And when we're looking at these, there's, there's 15 standards all together. And when we're looking at them, there's five for each of those three categories. When we look at the me, we're really talking about developing a healthy sense of self um, where students develop integrity and they act upon principles that provide a foundation for things like trustworthiness, dependability, and honesty. Um, And then we have a we category where we're looking at students developing the uh, relationship building skills that are critical to employment and life success. And the others category helps students to understand that their behaviors and actions impact other people. Um, So things like developing empathy and compassion for others and um, taking others' perspectives are really important. Um, And so we've got these, um, there's five in each one of those three categories, and they're just kind of outlining some of the skills and behaviors that we're hoping our students can develop to become good, productive citizens. You know, if I'm hearing you guys right, Chrissy, some of this is already being taught in the school. So what exactly is the big change with this then? Because it seems to have some folks concerned that these teachings don't belong in the classroom. Yeah, we, we've we been teaching character education um, and, and SEL in, in some form of fashion um, through education for decades. And a big intention and part of and purpose for this group was to 
not replace, this doesn't replace our school counseling curriculum, our health and PE education. It doesn't replace those efforts that we already have working in, in districts and we know that they're working. It is to pull them out and instead of one professional in the school building, for example, your school counselor may be leading that SEL initiative or effort, this pulls in all educators. You know, Jen, this seems to have become a really contentious topic. Um, what kinds of misconceptions concern you about this program and, and its rollout? Um, so a couple of misconceptions are, uh, as you kind of mentioned or hinted at earlier, was that these um, social and emotional skills aren't either as important as academic skills or that they take away from teaching academic skills. Um, and that's not the case with this. What, what we're encouraging is this um, integration into everyday teaching practices so that it's not replacing or taking away from academics. It's enhancing and making academics easier um, for to be implemented in the classroom and um, help students to learn skills like persisting and, and um, engaging in difficult challenges and all of those things that we need to have them um, practicing to improve their academics. So, Jen, we talked earlier about these three segments that will be introduced, me, we, and other. Any sense of how you teach these kinds of concepts? Yeah. So there's a couple of different approaches whenever you're teaching SEL. You can ha actually have curriculum, which we there are existing curriculums currently in place that Chrissy mentioned before with our health programs, um, physical education, counseling and curriculum. Um, so we do have some of those. A lot of this, however, is um, just embedded into everyday interactions with students. Mm -hmm. It's teachers are modeling and providing explanations that help students understand and internalize some of these skills and behaviors. Um, and just being really intentional about that um, so like one example is just having teachers to um, help uh, and teachers and students together to create class norms, which basically outline those socially acceptable behaviors in the classroom, um, but then also frequently revisiting and adjusting those norms. So whenever you do different kinds of learning activities throughout the, the school year, you may have different norms. For example, if I'm teaching science and we're doing a lab, um, that may look different that day than my classroom does whenever we have a test. And so getting out ahead of the um, any behaviors that we might be experiencing and being really proactive and making sure that the students are all very aware of what the behavioral expectations for the learning activity, for the lesson, the day, whatever it is, the situation um, that they're in, really allows um, the teacher to get ahead of e these behavioral issues and address them and help the students to better understand how we want them to behave and why they should behave this way so they can internalize that and take that with them into other scenarios and situations. Jen, just quickly, I should point out that these standards are already in place in about 27 states. These are still under consideration in Missouri. How likely is it that these will be actually implemented into Missouri schools? What do you see happening next year? Uh, yeah, so we will be um, going through, we're going currently going through all of the public comments um, to make revisions and um, we'll be presenting to the State Board of Education uh, any adjustments that are going to be made to the standards. 
um, fairly soon so that we can hopefully, uh, our current timeline is to get these adopted during this school year so that they will go into use during the next school year. That was Jen Foster, the University of Missouri College of Education, co-chair of the Emotional Learning Standards Work Group, along with Chrissy Bayshore, the coordinator of school counseling and student wellness at the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. They spoke with Steve Kraske on KCUR's Up to Date. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Paris Norvell and KCUR Studios and edited by Madeline Fox. To follow Kansas and Missouri government news all week, visit kcur.org, the online home of Kansas City's NPR station. And don't forget to leave us a review, if you can, on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening.